and welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. And if you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, that would be greatly appreciated. Plus, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing as well. But this week, I have Kent Lundgren with me, and he is the Vice President of Marketing and Sales at Pivotal Comware. And he has done a whole host of other PR initiatives, also helping with tech companies as well, and bolstering their exposure, also doing marketing development and analysis as well. So it's great to have you on the show, Kent. Thank you, Brett. Pleasure. And my first question to all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? I'm a coffee drinker, but it's got to have milk. Ah, so you, you just can't do it straight black. Straight black is a no-go for you. That's right. Yeah. All right. And can you explain a little bit about what Pivotal is? Sure. Pivotal is a startup based in Kirkland, Washington State. We have about 100 employees and we make antennas for the cellular industry, specifically for high-frequency 5G, characterized by something called millimeter wave. We spun out of an organization called Invasion Sciences back in 2016 to commercialize a, what we regard as a breakthrough in electromagnetic physics that we call holographic beam And so it enables the beam formers for antennas we make to uh, harness, shape, and direct radio waves so that our customers, mobile carriers, can maximize capacity, coverage, and throughput. And we we also refer to it as HBF as the acronym, and we believe it has major order of magnitude advantages over other legacy antenna systems in cost, size, weight, and power consumption. Oh, gotcha. So it's mostly considered around telecoms, is that right? 5G and all that other stuff. We are laser focused on the 5G space of the wireless industry. Since 5G is slowly coming out to the consumer market. How is Pivotal helping with businesses making 5G accessible to the wide range of customers that are eventually getting the 5G phones? Our customers are the mobile operators who have adopted 5G. And of those, we're focusing on the ones that have millimeter wave spectrum. Not all of them do, but our first big customer is Verizon, for example. And we supply them with beamforming antennas, which are a very important feature of 5G. And they use those antennas to more cost-effectively deliver 5G service to their consumers and the enterprise. Gotcha. And so with only having specifically some companies, like you said before, only have specific or you can only work with specific ones. How do you message that so businesses understand like you need a specific, I guess, way of doing 5G? So our messaging is really focused on operators, mobile operators around the world. We are talking with a number of them. I can only mention Verizon at this point in time, but we are focusing on other countries such as Australia, South Africa, Japan, South Korea, et cetera. And basically our message to them is that if you are deploying and want to realize the great benefits of millimeter waves capacity and low latency, then you'll want to use our products to lower your costs of deploying these 5G networks. So being cost-effective, but also being a good tech is your differentiation or your value prop. 
Yeah, like any tech, there are multiple ways to do things. And it's our holographic beam forming that provides a very low cost, low profile solution that has other benefits as well. But the idea is to make deploying 5G, which is an expensive proposition, much more affordable for the 5G carriers who want to not only deploy millimeter wave to their 4G customers who might be willing to pay more for their mobile service because they really do see a difference with millimeter wave, but also to help these operators move into adjacent markets like the broadband market that's dominated in this country by Comcast. So that's new money to the likes of uh, Verizon. And we want to make acquiring or making inroads into that market as cost effective for Verizon and others as possible. Gotcha. And what have you seen has been more of the growing pains of deploying 5G for your customers like Verizon and maybe some other ones that eventually will come on board? It really comes down to the cost to them because data demand is growing and that results in having to deploy more infrastructure in the field. And much of that infrastructure consumes lots of power, has to be connected by fiber. And we help Verizon, for example, avoid or minimize the number of cellular base stations they have to deploy and the cost of those base stations by essentially offering them an alternative in the form of what we call a repeater to basically bounce the signal around obstacles like other buildings and to also help the signal penetrate into buildings. These are propagation challenges of millimeter wave that we think we've solved. Gotcha. And would this messaging also curtail to saying to Verizon that we can make your 5G better than, let's say, their competitors like T-Mobile is saying how great their 5G is right now? Could you? Is that your way of messaging saying, hey, we can do it better than what they can do? Might in that way? Yeah, that's right. If Verizon is deploying millimeter wave now, and I think others like T-Mobile are waiting a bit, but they also have millimeter wave spectrum. But I think there's general agreement in the promise of millimeter wave to deliver a lot more capacity and really provide an experiential difference than some of the lower frequencies that are characterizing most current 5G deployments around the world. So the key is exploiting millimeter wave cost effectively because it's something that could really make a difference to end users, we think. Gotcha. And has your messaging actually changed from the beginning of 2020 before everything or 2020 decided to be a terrible year? Has your messaging changed at all to now or has it been the same thing? No, it's actually changed. It pivoted, and that's one of our products, Pivot 5G. It pivoted somewhere around last summer. Up until then, for the first half of 2020, we focused on this cost argument that I explained. And you can read about it in a white paper I wrote that's posted on our website. But the idea there was you use our repeaters in conjunction with the base stations, then you can achieve lower cost deployment at a lower cost deployment than if you would have not deployed our repeaters with the base station. That was the first half of 2020 story. The second half, though, is focuses around our planning tool, and we call it Wavescape, and the fact that we offer the marketplace, not just the repeaters I described, the indoor penetration repeater and the outdoor bend it around the corner repeater, 
is that the question then quickly arises, so where do I put these repeaters? How do I think about the market? How many do I need and where do I put them? And so the, the tool that forms what we call a smart repeater ecosystem comprising not only our repeaters, but also this tool called Wavescape and a road management tool we call intelligent beam management round out as sort of a, a portfolio product that, that we think are necessary to, to think about and deploy millimeter wave repeaters. All right. And has COVID actually impacted your customers' businesses at all? I know I did say that it seems like they're slowly rolling out and was there an impact with you as well with convincing them about your technology being more cost-effective and maybe helping them with having their employees always be out and working outside and working with people? Did that ever messaging come up or has COVID not really impacted you at all? Yeah, good question. We've been working with carriers since really 2017, shortly after we spun out. And so we have a history with them. And we have objectives to, to meet and on both sides. And to make a long story short, no, the 5G deployments that we're involved with have not slowed down at all. And thank goodness for that, because that's good for a startup like us and for an employee of that startup like me. So we are as busy as ever. And I believe it's also helped by the notion, I think supported by many governments like ours, that 5G is really essential essential industry for the productivity of this country, and it needs to keep going. Gotcha. And where do you think the mobile tech business is going or the mobile telecom business is going in the near future with 5G being deployed? Do you think it's going to basically bleed into 5G being more home internet based as well? Where do you think that's going? Yeah, that's a good question. The mobile operators, as I mentioned, um, at the outset are moving into adjacent markets like broadband dominated by the cable companies. So that's called fixed wireless access. But in a more general idea to answer your question, I, I think the whole wireless tech business is moving towards taking advantage of the enormous capacity and low latency of 5G, particularly as expressed by millimeter wave. And I think one of the things we're gonna see more of is telepresence. So you and I are are talking on a conference call, or we're using a meeting platform, but I think we'll be seeing something quite a bit more immersive. Some people call it telepresence, which is really all about being somewhere and experiencing something without having to physically move. And I think COVID, sadly, but interestingly, has provided a major jump towards that kind of idea, that people, you can actually get a lot of work done without having to get on a plane and go somewhere. So that's one thing. And I think the other general direction of where mobile tech business is going is to tie not just people together with greater bandwidth, but tie in uh, all the things in the world, right? Machinery and traffic lights and all other things to essentially update them with software on a regular basis and make them essentially smarter. So people call that the Internet of Things and 5G is really architected from the ground up to address that market. So it'll be some big changes. What you're saying is that we're seeing kind of the first steps into more of a smart city and you guys are helping lead the way with your tech into eventually building like a full on smart city, but this is just the beginning stages. I think so. Yes. 
What are some of the surprising feedbacks you've gotten from customers with your tech or just with working with you? One bit of feedback seems basic, but you don't always get it in a startup, which I've been a part of in the past, is that startups have to start with a hypothesis about the market and what it needs. And I'm gratified to know that the market we're in actually wants our product and that our hypothesis about it is actually correct. And so one indication of that um, fact is that we're attracting lots of competition. But we regard ourselves as the leader in the repeater industry and we think some unassailable advantages. And then if we back into the hypothesis about the those advantages as being the low cost size weight power consumption, holographic beam forming, that it's also turned out to be true. And no one can touch it. Those are some of the interesting, surprising things, I think, as a veteran of startup that I've seen with Pivotal. Gotcha. And how have you kept a lot of your competitors at base? Because you just said that you have a lot more competitors coming after you. Is it because you're the market leader or you're the first one, you're the innovator in it? Has that been more your message and your tech is more reliable or you're more cost-effective than them? How has your messaging helped to keep them at bay or still make you number one? Sure. Two things. First of all, we've been in the market the longest. We understand it the best. And we understand it well enough to not just offer up a repeater, but to offer up a suite of products to work together because we understand it's not just about pumping out hardware. It's about planning for it and it's about managing it after it's installed. And But the other major part is that we do offer a unique proposition of beam former that's actually a, a real breakthrough in electromagnetic magnetic physics. And it, it really does offer low cost, size, weight, and power consumption. And those are important attributes when, for example, you put one of our outdoor repeaters on a utility pole. It doesn't draw much power. That makes everybody happy, like utility. It's low profile, doesn't require cooling. And for that reason, it sort of fades into the landscape and is uh, aesthetically a lot more pleasing than something far bigger and bulkier. Gotcha. So it's basically just more efficient tech with kind of your just all-in-one solutions you're becoming or your your messaging for the businesses that you're trying to go after is that you're an all-in-one solution, but you're also making your product better, sleeker, although there's fun marketing stuff that marketers like to say or peer people like to say. Yeah, it's like a one-two punch that starts with a technology foundation, the holographic beam forming, and those unique advantages, and then built on top of that are some truly innovative products in the repeater space that include planning and the remote management. Gotcha. And fun question for you. If you could meet any tech inventor, which one would you like to meet? I'd have to say Galileo. And the reason why I think it's because I, I believe he, I could be wrong, but I believe he invented the telescope. And with the telescope, people in the Renaissance were able to see the world as it really was. And it, instead of making assumptions about it. Wow, you're really going old school with the Galileo reference. Yeah, I'm a liberal arts guy myself. and I am drawn to history and to art fundamentally, like a lot of people. And so he was an artist. Well, as a mathematician. Gotcha. And any final thoughts for our listeners? 
Gosh, no, but I just wanted to end by saying I hope everyone stays safe with COVID and rest assured that 5G has nothing to do with that. So please don't burn down any cell towers. That's some... Thank you. No, that's some solid advice. Don't burn down the cell towers. We need those. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And thank you, Ken, for joining PR360. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. It's been my pleasure. Appreciate it. And thank you for joining PR360 as always. Please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And leave a review. It really does help us out. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys. Stay safe. Don't burn down any cell towers, as Kent has told us. And write some more. Have a good week. See you next week. Later.